Welcome to the Switch the Pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. My name is Jess. I am an official reporter for the Colorado Rapids, and this is the audio aspect of the overall Switch the Pitch media experience that includes online articles at switchthepitchsoccer.com and photo content on our website and Instagram account. Hi, everybody. I'm Darby. I am the official reporter for the Houston Dynamo and also the podcast uh, project manager here at Switch the Pitch. And I just want to tell you a little bit about us. Switch the Pitch is formerly MLS female. We are a women-owned, staffed, and operated media outlet dedicated to bringing you new perspectives on the beautiful game. We believe that traditional sports media isn't successful in connecting to all supporters or potential supporters. And we want to change the game by telling the story from a different perspective, effectively switching the pitch of soccer media to be more inclusive and accessible. My name is Silvana. I'm the official reporter for the New York Red Bulls, as well as the social media manager here at Switch the Pitch. We're so much more than the articles on the website. With our social media team and our photographers, we also are able to offer interactive and visual connections with MLS fans. Make sure that you find us on Twitter and Instagram at SwitchThePitch1 and Facebook at fb.me slash switchthepitchsoccer. Hi guys, it's Mandy. After a long and painful dry spell, we all finally have some legitimate soccer news to talk about. Bundesliga is back on. The NWSL has made an announcement that they're going to return. EPL mentioned today that they're going to return. So things are actually starting to happen. Let's first talk about NWSL. Uh, they plan to be back to playing real sports on U.S. soil on June 27th in Salt Lake City with the Challenge Cup. All nine teams will play four matches in the first round with the last place team eliminated. Eight teams go to phase two for a knockout round. This will likely be their only soccer this season and probably won't involve any live fans. So CBS holds the broadcast rights and Bundesliga has been lighting up living rooms with real matches. Cardboard cutouts in the stands and piped in crowd noises hamper a real playing experience, but matches are happening. So let's take a second and first talk about NWSL. Um, They've merely just announced that they are going to return to play games on June 27th. What is everybody's thoughts on that? Um, Darby, I can start with you. Yay. I mean, what else is there to say? But yes, please, live soccer here in the United States. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked. I, I wish that they got more than just one quick tournament to, to replace their entire season. But um, I think that it's great that women are coming out and taking the lead on this. I think that there's still a lot of um, kind of like leftover interest in women's soccer after the World Cup last year. And I think it's just a, a great way to take advantage of that that bit of momentum that's still out there and get get soccer back in the front of uh, live sports. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be nice actually having live games to watch again. I know Bundesliga has kind of already started that, but 
this feels a little bit more personal since it's on U.S. soil. Silvana, what do you think? I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Um, I love that we have a situation where this can happen because there's nine teams in this league. It's really easy to bring all of them to one location in this case where um, Real Salt Lake and the Utah Royals FC and um, the Real Monarchs, their, their sport complex in the Salt Lake City area. It's one of those places that's actually surprisingly really great for sport. It's, you know, it's been a home to the Olympics in the past. It's been uh, a go-to site for the NCAA basketball tournaments. So it's definitely one of those places that can support a large group of people safely and, you know, securely in order to get soccer uh, going in the United States. Um, I know MLS has talked about doing something similar and there's been rumors going around about this whole thing about a um a similar tournament in orlando it's logistically such a nightmare compared to what the challenge cup looks like it's going to be so it's really exciting to just not to focus on the positive to really be able to say at least the women's soccer game is back yes what do you think? Are you excited? Do you have any concerns? Um, yeah, I'm definitely ready for U.S. soccer to be back. Um, do I have any concerns? Not really. I mean... Just give us okay. soccer back. Just just give us soccer. And nobody's blacked out in, in NWSL for me, so I'll be able to watch it all. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of concerns, though, so while we've been sitting here talking, I just pulled my phone out and double checked, but I would like to give a great big boo to ESPN. Let's talk about why switch the pitch is important, why women's voices in sports are important and why women's sports are important in the fact that in the last 24 hours, ESPN has been radio silence about the first live sports back in the United States being NWSL and ESPN is acting like it didn't even happen. Not even their ESPN FC Twitter account has said diddly nothing. They're talking about premier league, um, but nothing at all about women's soccer coming back. Um, so big boo to ESPN, everybody boycott ESPN and come over to switch the pitch soccer because you know, we obviously are talking about the real importance. I'd, I'd venture a guess that by the time this thing comes out on Sunday, uh, you guys are probably going to be hearing this on Sunday. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. Yep, that's what day it is. Um, and, and maybe ESPN will get around to covering something on this by then. But for now, boo who to ESPN. Yay, switch the pitch soccer. Woo! <laughs> Shall we move on to Bundesliga? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, Bundesliga has been lighting up living rooms with real matches. I personally have not been able to watch any of them as I am an essential worker and I am working on the weekends these days. So I won't have much input regarding the games, but I have heard about the cardboard cutouts in the stands 
And I did hear about the piped in crowd noises. I feel like the crowd noises are a good addition to the game. It may not be the real experience, but honestly, I wish I could be the person that is like adding in the sound effects to the game because I feel like that would be a really fun job to do. <laughs> but girls, tell me what you think. How is Bundesliga going? What's your guys' overall experience? Well, I mean, I'm pretty pleased with it, but uh, at the same time, I'm also a Bayern Munich fan, and Bayern is now seven points ahead of Dortmund and very much on their way to winning their eighth league title, uh, which is a record, by the way. Um, when it comes to the crowd noises, like the first, so the first weekend, there were no crowd noises whatsoever. Um, and so it was kind of neat to hear the players um, talking with each other. I had no idea what they were saying because my German consists of Wo ist die Toilette and die Rote Schuhe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Where's the toilet and red shoes? <laughs> That's all I got. Anyway, um, it was, I mean, it was kind of just neat to listen to them communicate and, and kind of get a little more of a feel of that part of the game. Um, when they started piping in crowd noises, it was just kind of strange, like, because there's nobody in the stands, but yet suddenly they were getting booed at and sung at and um the only time it really didn't make that big of a difference was in the Dirk Klassiker game um I think that was Tuesday that was Tuesday um I actually listened to that instead of um instead of watching it because I was at work so it was running behind and I was listening to it and it just it sounded more normal except you could still hear the players' voices over it and you could hear the stadium announcements echoing through the empty stadium because it didn't have they didn't have the bodies in there to absorb sound like they normally would yeah i really enjoyed uh seeing live soccer again i've said here before that i'm not a huge fan of replays like i just can't get into it i want to see what happens as it happens so being able to get back and you know I am what my friend once re referred to as a global freakazoid. So I'm an RB Leipzig fan. Um, and it's been really fun to see them back. And you can really tell that they are trying their darndest to get back into the form that makes Bundesliga one of the most exciting leagues around the world. Um, that you're looking at three and four and five goals per game. That they are really... Uh, running the ball back and forth, that they are really attacking at each other's throats. They are uh, crashed into each other and they're doing everything like they never missed a step. And it's only the people who have missed a step or missed a half step. And you can see where, where it comes in. You see um, Schalke is not uh, recovering very well from the, the time off. They are not making things happen out there, uh, aside from Weston McKenney with his uh, amazing header this past, uh, his last match day. For him and for all of the Americans in particular that are in the Bundesliga, this is such a great opportunity for us to, as Americans, to latch onto the sport and say, hey, I, I can, that guy that we'll see in the national team is someone that we can see now. And now you see how that person uh, is learning to play and how that person is meshing with um, their teammates there and getting that experience from these other world-class players. Uh, they look at, you know, someone who is your Robert Lewandowski or your um, 
or Thomas Mueller or your Manuel Neuer, and you're seeing these players who do so well uh, in the in European competition, and you see a little bit of that going into um, into the American game as well. Uh, as for the piped-in noise, I noticed that it's only if you're on FS1, and I'm going to do a half boo to uh, Fox Sports. Because generally speaking, I like them, but this is the last year of their contract with the Bundesliga. It's going to be switching over to ESPN. Go fig. Um, and they kind of phoned it in these last couple of weeks. You know, that they're not, they don't have the pregame, postgame analysis. You're not seeing uh, Ian Joy and Kate Abdo and um, Alexi Lawless and um, Stuart. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Stu Holden. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you know, and Stu Holden, uh, in that beer cellar before and after the matches, you're not hearing any sort of voiceover. It's a world feed. It's you know, play by play of people who you don't usually hear. Um, they're just sort of getting it out of the way, you know, being done with their contract, and it's a, it's a little upsetting because you know you don't. You, you're watching the game, you're watching the game, it ends, and boom, straight to NASCAR. <laughs> and you just go, and so there's no there's no transition, there's no analysis, and that's something that maybe not a lot of people are excited about, but I liked it. I liked being able to hear those guys. And it's, it's um, you yeah, know, so other than that, it's been uh, a pretty positive experience for me. So I have not done a super great job of watching any of the matches just because, um, you know, I am I am not the person in my household that is responsible for subscribing to sports. And I am not the person that can really figure out how to get all of our one million devices to then in turn sign in and get the app for the subscribed sports. I don't keep up with that. That's not my job. I do a lot of stuff here at this house. Keeping up with sports subscriptions is not it. I think I asked really early on my darling husband if we were going to have access to anything. And he was like, ah, that's Fox Sports. And, um, you know, do you want me to get that app? And I was like, how much is it? And how much are we already paying for everything else? And yeah, probably not. I'll just read the match recaps online because there's always plenty of those. Um, So I haven't been keeping up with the matches per se, but I've seen a few of the highlights and stuff. But one thing that I I keep seeing stuff about the piped in uh, crowd noise and things like that. How does does anybody know how that works? Like, is there like one guy with like eight buttons in front of him that are like, yay, boo, all like is somebody watching the game and like hitting the button? How does that work? And how do you apply to be that person? Like, what if you're like real tired one day and you hit the wrong button? Like, who is who is that guy? I have to know. <laughs> Just DJ in soccer games. Right. Yes, we all want to be the MC. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's someone who is already on their sound crew, and yeah, he is in. I believe he is in stadium, is what I heard. Um, but basically, he's got soundtracks available to him that just you just gotta pay attention to what's going on. I mean, um, whoever it was in Dortmund did a really good job of paying attention and booing when Bayern scored and cheering when um, Dortmund had really good opportunities. You know, it's it does sound like it'd be kind of fun, but I feel like I would end up being standing in the uh, 
the box screaming my own head off and forget, oh, I was supposed to push a button then. Oops. <laughs> right. As, as someone who has tried to tweet a live match from a live match from a supporter section, I can tell you 100% I would F that up. <laughs> I probably would do. MLS announced today that teams can begin to voluntarily train in small group training sessions. It's kind of a step up from the strict individual training sessions that have been allowed for the last couple of weeks. There still hasn't been any discussion on any firmer plans about returning to play. So do we think that the men are letting the women have their time in the spotlight here since NWSL has announced that they are returning to play? Is this going to be an evening of the playing field between men's and women's soccer in the United States? What do we think, guys? All right. I have to say this. Um, this year, Sky Blue FC entered into an agreement with the New York Red Bulls in order to share their facilities. And that includes the training facility that's, you know, kind of in the suburbs. It's very near uh, a place that I used to work and where my husband works. So it's a really nice location. It's about 15 acres of quasi swampland that has been developed. and so I, at first I was like, well, how are they going to do all of this? But it looks like they have plenty of room for everyone. This is the kind of uh, facility that uh, training camps happened on. They have turf fields. They have grass fields. They have indoor offices. They have gyms. They have locker room situations. So uh, not everything is being utilized. Not everything is going to be utilized. Um, looking at the press release that came out today regarding these small group um the small group training sessions you're talking about wearing a mask and gloves when you show up um getting your uh temperature checked before you come in you're looking at uh goalkeepers not being allowed to spit in their gloves which is totally cool with me <laughs> um so you kind of see all of this all of these uh, lockdown rules happening and it works out really well. Uh, I think they're going to have, everyone's going to have enough space to work and get, and really kind of step up their game and be ready whenever, um, whenever actual competition comes back. Right. I'm, I'm interested in knowing um, if, if either of the New York teams have been, doing a little bit more. I know you guys were, were some of the slowest ones to come back to training. Um, are you expecting to, to have a similar lag with the small groups or do you think that you guys are going to, are, are going to use this time to kind of catch up on, on the all around training? In NYCFC's world, I did see that some players came to the, training when they allowed them to do so either yesterday or today. Um, I myself have not had a chance to catch up on my social media as much as I would have liked, but I know that coach just put out a video for New York city FC about an hour ago and I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. So I'm sure there's an important update regarding training there. So yes, NYCFC is back to training. I hope that it goes well for them. I'm excited to see them in action again. There's a lot of boys that came out of quarantine with a lot of different looks. 
So it's been it's been interesting to see photos pop up that we haven't seen of players for quite some time. So I'm I'm excited very much so. Well, I wanted to comment on the whether the men are letting the women have their time in the spotlight. Um, and honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think logistically, NWSL is a much smaller league and therefore probably an easier league to build a schedule around and to figure out you know, how to work around the different um, things with their guaranteed contracts that they now have, with their families, the, the playing time, whereas MLS is, what, almost triple the size of NWSL when it comes to teams? That is that – is, let's see. Well, I mean, it's nine versus – where are we at? 23 now? So it's, it's a pretty big jump. But, you know, I, I do see a lot more uh, – like Syl was talking about, a lot more um, camaraderie and, and teamwork in between like, – like here in Houston – you know, the, the Dynamo have always owned the Dash. Like the Dash have been uh, a, a subsidiary or I, I don't remember what exactly the verbiage is that they like to use. But, um, you know, they they play at the same field and, and they share some of the same training space and things like that. But um, this year has marked a big improvement in the organization's focus on both teams. And I have a feeling that if, you know, that, like it, it goes back to a little bit just to how you put it, because, you know, yes, that's the easier thing to kind of relaunch. But especially for those folks that have got teams that are associated or affiliated with them that are in the NWSL, maybe that's one way that they can kind of it's almost like the soft opening. Um, you know, that's that's the easier leg of their of their organization to open up. But um I do know that the Dynamo have been pushing really hard to to elevate the dash in their social media. Like it used to be the the Dynamo website was the Dynamo website and there was a dash section. Uh, they launched a complete their own dash website this year. They're doing uh, their own dash merch store, um, a lot of those things. So I'd, I'd like, you know, and, and maybe this is me um, just kind of giving or wanting to give some extra credit, but I'd like to think that part of that is is somewhat strategic on the part of the teams that do have affiliated NWSL clubs. Um, but who knows? Regardless, yay soccer. Yeah, you know, it's it's coming back. NWSL is coming back. I'm stoked. Um, what what a great time for us to have rebranded to switch the pitch soccer. And now we're not just MLS female. Um we we have a little bit of wiggle room and and we're gonna wiggle on over hopefully into um, maybe covering some NWSL stuff. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a plan. Did I just make a huge editorial decision for all of us? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us are complaining though. No, I just want to write more. I got to write one article and then the season got postponed, so. More writing will be good. And then she got shafted. <laughs> I actually have another um, site that I write for, and I don't really want to talk about it too much. Um, but the I'm the Sky Blue correspondent for the Red Bull News Network, and the only reason I'm really 
I wouldn't say the only reason, the prime reason that I was able to be a Sky Blue correspondent is because of that agreement. Um, Sky Blue has a completely different ownership group. So they're kind of separate but equal right now. Um, they've talked about the dire circumstances. Sky Blue was like last place, next to last place in the league. They've won championships before and they've fallen from glory, but they were definitely turning a corner, rebuilding um, a lot more uh, hands-on involvement from the ownership group, really giving them uh, an opportunity to get those better facilities. And if that means going to the most geographically local MLS team to do it, that's kind of where we are. Um, you know, and Red Bull had the facilities to, to do that. So there's no reason why they couldn't um, kind of develop from there. And, you know, I know I'll be there. I'm going, you know, I'm going to do what I can. You know, my, my intent was to be uh, a, a season long press pass holder for Sky Blue. So, yeah, and if, to a certain extent, it was me learning about the, the whole, um, the whole league. So I'm looking forward to trying to get involved however I can with both. Yeah, and, and I think to be fair, we we have been able to write articles through all of this, and we do have some very intrepid reporters that have gotten them out, but it is so much harder to write articles whenever there's not, you know, a, a lot of new stuff. I mean, I, I, I feel bad because every time I've sat down to even try to write an article about about the Dynamo, it's like I find that I'm always just like I'll read an article that someone else has written because – I'm one of the writers that I, I don't have a press pass. I don't do I don't do the press side. So um, because most of my writing was fan based and not sitting in a press room, I don't have access to player interviews. So it's like, oh, sure, I could listen to a player interview that somebody else did and then write an article about what they did. But then that just gets really weird. And so, um, yeah, we'll we'll get back, Mandy. We'll get back to writing real, real articles real, real soon. Absolutely. I'm hoping we'll get back to writing articles so soon that we will have too many articles to write. (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) Yeah, like, remember those times when you were two articles behind and because you had, you know, what one of those three game weeks and you were like, oh, my gosh, I've got so many articles to write. And now we're like, oh, no articles. (laughs) None. But it gave us time to launch a podcast. It sure did. And that's okay. Everything comes together for a reason. I don't follow EPL. I really only follow MLS. But I did see the announcement that EPL is coming back very soon. And I do know that Liverpool is like poised to be the champion for the first time in ages. Um I will probably follow EPL for the rest of this season just to see this drama unfold. But Silvana, what do you think? You saw me do my Kermit flail that over there, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I out of nowhere, I, you know what? I when I first started watching Bundesliga, I kind of took a, a shine to Dortmund, uh, but it was really like Jurgen Klopp was the the reason. So when he went over to Liverpool, I started following Liverpool for that. And my son, one son, he's 12 years old, and he's gone all in 
on Liverpool. Like he's got the Mohamed Salah jersey and he watches the games and he follows everything on his phone. And he's so excited about all this. So it was we were enjoying this so much. We were enjoying the, the almost invincible season until Watford, you know, and, and we were so, we were so excited uh, to, to watch, to watch them get the league, which they've never gotten since the Barclays premier league was officially called that in the English premier league uh, as it's called now, you know, that's the quote unquote modern era of, um, of, of football in England and you know they've been but they've been champions before they've been champions league uh, you know, trophy winners they have a lot of silverware they just don't have the modern premier league cup and this is like their best chance so I definitely am going to be watching for that I'm going to enjoy every minute of it and I don't think knock knock wood i don't think there's a way that they could really uh have that have anything standing in their way i think they've done really well against anyone that they're they have yet to play for the remainder of the season so you know just want to sit back and, and enjoy all of it do you think there will be any effect um on the champion from all of the coronavirus delays um just having this stagnant few months, it, is it going to take away from the uh, the specialness of it? I think uh, I think once Liverpool win it, other people say, oh well, it kind of doesn't count because it, there was that lull. It was almost not the same. It's a, you know, and we've we've even said, and I know people have said the same thing about if the MLS season was condensed down to a uh, knockout tournament and ML and for some reason the Red Bulls just wiped the floor with everybody in one, everyone would say the same thing. Oh, you know, it all, it doesn't count because it's not really the same cup, but it is, it still is. Um, You know, there's still an element of competition that does not go away. That cannot go away. You are an athlete, all right. If you are playing soccer, if you are if you are on that team, you're going for it with everything you've got. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, a win is still a win. You know, a trophy is still a trophy. It's not it, it might not have been the usual way, but it's still the same accolade. It's still the same, um, you know, uh, achievement. And yeah, can't take that away from me. I would almost want to say that, like, winning after a break like this, after, you know, in spite of everything going on, would almost be kind of a bigger achievement in some ways, just because look at what they've overcome. Um, so we're, they are anticipating a June 17 start with June 19th being the first um, the first official games. Um and they're thinking that the FA Cup will probably come back between August 1st, maybe August 8th. So we'll see what happens then. You know, the only thing that makes me nervous about EPL coming back is that players continually test positive for, for coronavirus. And not only do they keep testing positive for coronavirus, they keep getting in trouble for um, enjoying the company of, of women that do not live in their house. <laughs> And it's just 
I, I don't know. I think, you know, Germany was able to come back because, you know, like we talked about last pod, you know, it didn't hit Germany like it hit England, you know, and there have been so few, you know, the, we haven't heard of um, tests of players in Germany tested coming back positive. Meanwhile, there were, I want to say there were another three that showed up this last weekend that tested positive. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to watch. And I don't actually have a Premier League team. So, I don't know. We'll see. That's all we can do is see. And we're going to be excited for the ride. So, let's bring it on. And we'll all celebrate with Syl when Liverpool come out on top. Yeah, sure. I'm down for celebrating because I don't follow EPL. All I know is Liverpool is the good team I pick on FIFA when I'm playing against my friend. So <laughs> that's what I go off of. That's so, so maybe sick. I need to pick like whoever Liverpool's rivals are just so I can be contrarian. Isn't that Manchester that City? Everyone. <laughs> Everton. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can get on board with Everton. I mean, Tim Howard, he's pretty cool. Yep. And they had um, they had the Ecuadorian player for a while, too. Um, and I can't come up with his name for the life of me right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gruesa. It wasn't Gruesa, was it? No. Uh, it, he was before Gruesa's time. Um, he's the one who got in trouble with his baby mama in Ecuador. I'm, you know, I don't follow that. I, I don't follow them, so I'm not sure. It's a, I, I don't either, but it, like, blew up my Twitter one day. <laughs> I have to look that up. So, so like Mandy, I do not have an EPL team. But here is... Oh, and, well, Jess, too. But Jess, I mean, you at least pay attention. You know, you pay attention EPL? to what's going on. Yeah. Kind of. I pay attention to the scores. And if it pops up in my Twitter feed, I look at it. <laughs> I I almost actively ignore them to be that contrarian here because I like my least favorite soccer fan in Houston is the EPL soccer fan that can't stand to drag themselves to one game a year for the Dynamo. Um, but that's that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast gripe. Um, but I will say that while I am not a follower of EPL. I do have um, a lower level team that I follow. Does anybody else have have anybody else in there? Okay, I'm 100% a Millwall fan. I will say that on the pod. I will play it everywhere. I am I am Millwall. Like I have a really me. good friend here who's a Millwall fan. <laughs> I picked them up like what like a year or two ago. It was it was right after that London terror attack. When that Millwall fan went all crazy and and like confronted the people that were stabbing people on the subway with knives and to to pump himself up, he was 100 percent like, you know, beep you on Millwall, which I'm not really a beeper, but I don't know if we're going to have an explicit uh, tag on this podcast. So I'll just say it that way. But I thought, you know what, some team that's going to motivate somebody to be that passionate about anything that's my team over there. And so I pick them randomly and mostly just follow on Twitter. <laughs> they have not come back too much yet. I need to check in on my Millwall folks, see how they're doing on the other side of the world. My husband's uncle, great uncle, is, you know, Brooklyn Italian through and through. But he married an English woman. 
And I had to ask, I said, okay, well then who's your family's team? And she said, oh, we're Leeds United. And I'm like, oh, so that's going to be huge because it looks like Leeds is um, on track to um, be uh, promoted into Premier League. So now I'm going to be a little torn. I want to follow, follow through with them as well. So I enjoy soccer. I just enjoy soccer. So I don't, you know, I, I could pick a team. I could watch any any game and I'll just pick a side or pick nobody and uh, enjoy soccer for what it is. You said Leeds is on track to getting promoted to EPL? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Jack Harrison plays for them. Oh, I might have you. to start following them. Mm-hmm. That'll be exciting. So speaking of the English Premier League, uh, do you guys have an opinion on who we should be rooting for? Who should I, Jess, the Rapids fan and writer, be rooting for in the Premier League? Because I have no one. Listen, we want to hear from you. We introduced uh, a new segment on our last podcast, which was a mailbag. Uh, And none of you wrote us. How rude. Look, do you want to know our opinions on something do you think that we need to be rooting for your team for whatever reason? You want to give us some feedback on what you've heard or shout out something else we should be checking out? Constructive criticism only, please. Shoot us over an email at contact at switchthepitchsoccer.com because we are always open for questions, comments, and polite suggestions. Okay, but until then, that'll do it for us. For today, thank you so much for joining us on Switch the Pitch Podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. Check us out on social media. You can find us at switchthepitchsoccer.com, Twitter and Instagram, at switchthepitch1, and Facebook, fb.me slash switchthepitchsoccer. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.